0: Prospect
1: Pipeline Hello everyone, welcome into another episode of Prospect Pipeline here on the Flyers Broadcast Network. I'm Brian Smith, joined today by Bill Meltzer, who is going to lead the bulk of our conversation with Flyers Assistant General Manager Brent Flair, who took some time to join us and discuss what's going on with the Flyers outside of Philadelphia. All the players that the Flyers currently have uh, playing in U.S. Collegiate ranks, uh, the Canadian Junior Leagues, and around the world, as well as a little bit of a recap of the World Junior Championships and the uh, Flyers' prospects that played there and just an overall view of what's going on around the organization on the development side of things. As many of you who join us for this podcast know, Brent is in charge of all of those operations for the Flyers. He runs the draft every year and basically just oversees everything with the development of the players who have not yet made it to Philadelphia. So without further ado, here's our conversation with Flyers Assistant General Manager Brent Flair. Well, I guess let's start with the The latest news uh, regarding uh, Flyers prospects before we get into some of the stuff that's happened recently but uh, the the Flyers had an interesting goaltending situation with uh, Samuel Harrison staying with the big club while Felix Stanstrom went down on conditioning and now that's uh, flip-flopped and uh, certainly due to waiver considerations and stuff like that but um, I I guess in general the update on those two guys how they're doing we've seen Harrison here at the NHL level and understand Stanstrom had a pretty good run with the with the Phantoms while they were there. So what, what's that overall situation like right now for the organization as a whole? Well, first of all, it's a good problem to have. Uh, for Sam, uh, he had a, came in, had
2: a tremendous year or a t- tremendous camp, uh, especially for a guy that missed majority of last season to injury. Um, so the focus for him was always to obviously play a lot this year um, and then you know, he got a got his chance to get in a few games and perform very well here. Uh, at the same time, you know, Carter Hart's our guy and, and you know, Torts is gonna run with him majority of the time. So our focus is making sure Sam gets lots of minutes and uh you know, keep his development path going here. And and Felix, you know, at the same time got down, got to play in I believe seven games in a small amount of time and uh just just to get in real game action and bang 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 it was it's been good, and he played well, and, and obviously he's anxious to get back up and,
0: and get his shot at the uh, next opportunity he gets. I uh, will we'll, we'll stay with the uh, the phantoms here a little bit. Uh, the the phantoms have been, you know, they, they're quite a bit of talent on the roster. It's been a little bit of an up and down year. I mean, the record, the overall record is okay. They, they're, they're competitive in the division, but it, you know there have been there been some ups and downs and. But but one thing that I think has been a been a positive is a little bit a little bit like the the big club, you're seeing a lot of the younger guys um, taking taking a bite out of the roster and actually playing a significant role. It's not just all the the uh, AHL veterans they're carrying it. So before we get into individual guys, you know, how how do you think that that group of younger guys on, on the uh, Phantoms, particularly some first year guys are, are coming along?
2: Yeah, no, you never know um, how quickly some players transition. Into the American Hockey League. First of all, it's a lot harder than they think. Uh, it's a grind, and you know, especially when you get into the dog days here, January, February, March, where the schedule is condensed and you're playing a lot of games in a small amount of time. It's, it's hard. But uh, at the same time, the young guys, like you said, are, have really stepped up and uh, you know played in significant roles and special teams and, and have eaten minutes. And um, lappy has been good. He's held them accountable. At the same time, they've you know been given rope to to grow and, and, and take the opportunity, uh, for themselves. So, you know, we have some solid veteran guys that are, you know, have pride. They want to, they battle for ice time as well. And, uh, so we actually, we have, uh, last year we had so many injuries. We had yeah. never had enough bodies this year. We, we have two, we probably oversigned a little bit, uh, just because of some of our injuries early in the season and, and just to defend against uh, possible injuries. so we probably have uh, a few, too many players at this time, but it, which creates own problems because guys aren't happy when they're not playing and uh for Lappi's full of practices and things like that but at the same time it creates a healthy competition and and uh you know we'll see
0: how it goes and obviously we've got a lot of games coming up we'll need lots of bodies so um what, one guy in particular actually several guys of interest but uh you know ronnie adder of course uh spent the latter part of last season in the nhl uh has spent this season with the phantoms and uh, to work on specific things, you know, yep. to, to be uh, to be a little bit more of a well-rounded player. Everybody, everybody knows he has a heavy shot. Everybody knows he can play power play. So really, he's, he's been working on his all-around game. And I, I know he just had a you know had a goal as well the other night. But how do you think Ronnie's coming along? Well, I think it was a challenge for him at first. I think he put
2: a lot of pressure on himself um, early in the year. Um, you know, up until Christmas, there he. You know, he measured, I think he, if you look, ask me, he measured himself by points and, and whatnot. And what Lappian Gator, uh, were, we're trying to work on his game on the defensive side of things and, and learning to manage the game certain times. Uh, it's a fine line though, because we, obviously we don't want to take the offense away from him. Uh, you know, part of his, what makes him a good hockey player is is that he is unpredictable and he likes to get up ice and he's got the shot, but he also has the, The tools to create something out of nothing at times which is you know just his natural ability but at the same time learning the fundamentals defending uh, playing against bigger bodies faster guys and and guys that can create and whether it's going back for pucks and getting it moving it quickly uh, that was an issue i think early on is you know in college you have a little bit more time and he wants to make the perfect play all the time up ice and sometimes the the best play is just making the simple pass and and then joining the rush and jumping up so uh, one thing with ronnie though he loves he loves coming to the rink Uh very teachable guy and i know the coaches love working with him um and hopefully he has a big second half here
0: um tyson forrester was named to the ahl all-star game which is a nice feather in his cap um he did he did have a little bit of experience in the ahl during, during the COVID year um but it was it was almost a different league you know that yeah year. it was it was um so you know now that he's playing in a really What's more of the genuine AHL and, um, you know, obviously obviously scored some goals, but it looks like he's also gotten physically stronger, protecting pucks better, continuing to evolve, you know, his 200-foot game. Um, Is Tyson about where you'd want him to be considering all the time he missed last year? Yeah, no, I think uh, with Tyson, I think the, you know, it wasn't great for the kids, but
2: the World Juniors this summer, for him to get an opportunity to play in that, I really think it jump-started the season. I uh, came into camp, he he worked hard this summer to get stronger. I uh, stayed in Voorhees all, all summer for the most part. And then uh, came into camp and, and knowing that he was realistically going to, uh, to start in Li and, and play, uh, I think he got off to a good start. I think he's, like you said, he's, you know, obviously he's a big shooter, he likes to score. And, but I think he, you know, at the World Juniors, I think if you looked at the line he was on, they, they really possessed the puck. They were he's strong on the walls. He Uses his body well. I think the pace of his games really improved. Uh, and he's a smart player, and even in the defensive zone, he's learned to you know his ball play and the little things that coaches you know pick on at the NHL level. Is he you know he can't turn it over and uh, throw blind lateral passes, and he's learned to use his body, protect it, and make the little plays to get out of your zone and get up ice and try to generate offense. So I think uh, you know he gets lots of attention now, obviously from opposing teams, and he's learning to fight through it every night and. And obviously he gets his looks, gets his opportunities. And he's been snake bit. to be honest with you. A lot of the games I've been at, he's had volume shots. I think it's hard at Tyson. He's got a great shot, but he wants to pick that perfect corner. And uh, sometimes that results in missing the net and a little too often. But uh, the way he shoots the puck, he just gets it on net, side of going in, there will be rebounds and, and present opportunities, uh, you know, for other guys. So, But uh, again, another good kid that, you know, just wants to get better and... and and you know he wants to play in the NHL as soon as he can, and part of our job is just to tame that a little bit and make sure uh, he gets through this process, enjoys it, and and then builds on his game.
0: Um, Elliot DeNoye really hit the ground running. Um, played played World Juniors. Interestingly, you know he started the fourth line there when they had injuries. He showed he could move up uh, a line there. Um, it came in, Phantom started out scoring right away. In addition to, in addition to being a guy who can kill penalties bring speed, bring some versatility, you know, on um, the, and, and the offense, you know, it, it has been solid, but I mean, it wasn't going to continue with the pace it started out at, but, but, but it looks like he's a guy who might be at least at least from my own observation might, might be a guy who might be ready for an NHL role at some point in the relatively near future, just because he is smart and a pretty mature player. Uh, but I'm curious as to your take on him.
2: Yeah, I know Elliot's one of those guys. He's, He's just an overachiever. I think um, you know he's not the biggest but He needs to get stronger. Uh, he's working that that side of it, but just his approach to every day he comes to the rink. Uh, he's a he's got a real pro mentality for a young player. Very driven, very focused. Um, you know, on and off the ice, what he eats, what he you know how he stretches, how he you know takes care of himself after games. Uh, but you get him on the ice. His practice habits are are outstanding. Uh, he just works so hard. Uh, all the time that coaches naturally gravitate towards them players want to play with them um you know for a young guy coming into the american league he's not the biggest body and you know he didn't i didn't know how long it would take him to adjust and like you said he he stepped right in um you know he wants to be on the ice at all times and offensive defensive situations and you know he's a student of the game uh, really works at it and uh you know i think he's going to have a bright future and numbered potential roles so I think, uh, you know, he's he's got some work to still put in off the ice to to get stronger, to, to play at the NHL level on a regular basis, but he's certainly
0: putting his best foot forward here and making a positive impression. Um, Igor Zamulov spent a large part of the front end of the season uh, on the NHL roster. Um, really, you know, it, it didn't hurt him to, to go back and get a little bit more uh, American League experience. And, and, and Cam York has come up and done a fabulous job you know in his own right which is you know especially especially after uh after camp has been a very positive development for the team but yeah. uh you know but but sometimes for sometimes the young player you know he starts the season in the, in the nhl going down to the american league it, it, it can be a little bit of a a little bit of a letdown and just just trying to get back to consistency level where you know he he's ready to come in and contribute if you need him to so what do you think where do you think Igor is at? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously he came to camp and made an impression
2: on Torts and his staff, and Torts didn't know him from a hole in the wall before he got here. So I think, uh, you know, I think he made an impression. He earned a, the ability to stay around for a while, but when he wasn't playing regularly, we really thought he needed to, to get down the, the league. As you know, in the NHL, it, you know, it really picks up after a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, with him being in the lineup at, just wasn't going the right direction for, for what we thought for his development. So we got him down there and I, I agree. I, I don't think you, uh, I don't think he was at his best when he got back down there. It's a, it's a, mentally even he's a great kid and you know, his attitude's fine, but just mentally it's, it's, it's tough. So I don't think he was at his best for the first number of games down there, but recently he's, you know, he's, he's played a lot in all situations actually had a bit of a flu bug there the previous weekend, but, um, you know, he's back getting this game back to where it needs to be and, and hopefully continue to grow and he'll get his opportunity up top here again
0: uh, in the near future. Um, you, before we move on, you, you, you talked about how you know, there's competition for jobs. So, yeah. you know, and, um, and, and there've been guys who've been, you know, out of the lineup who, who, were, who were regulars for the Phantoms a year ago. Um, you know, uh, Hayden Hodgson had a spell where he was out of the lineup, um, uh, Isaac Ratcliffe has not been really. He hasn't. I think he's been scratched eight, eight games now, and he mm-hmm. was not. I mean, basically, basically from camp onwards, after Isaac seemed to be breaking through at points last year, um, so he's kind of taken a bit of a step back. But I mean, that, that's just that's just the nature of the beast, right? Where you have competition for spots, and you have you have to play to a standard, otherwise, you know, someone's going to come and, and take take out of the lineup
2: yeah no i think uh you know both those guys cases I, I think hayden uh came to camp came in great shape and i i just thought he put so much pressure on himself to be something you know trying to do more than you know his game can be pretty simple he's a big body can skate straight lines he hits bangs crashes really shoot the puck and uh, as long as he manages the game manages the puck and you know he can be an effective player and i think he got away from that lost his confidence a little bit and and then Lappy's bringing him back up solo here and, and uh, but hopefully he gets going because he's a great kid and he really helps us down there, especially um, when he's playing this game. He's he's obviously a hard guy to play against and can really help us. So, um, you know, we're hoping in the second half he can really get his game back to where it was and, and hopefully challenge for, you know, the next time we need a body for call-up and, uh, you know, in a certain type of role that he can be that guy and, and go from there. And Isaac, uh, you know, is another guy I think, right from the start of camp, he looked off, he came with the right attitude, uh, came in shape, um, you know, and the taste that he got last, last year, uh, you know, I thought he would have come confident, but for, for whatever reason, we talked to him, I've talked to his people that he he lost. uh, Yeah. he just didn't have it. And, you know, I I think part of it, maybe pressure, but part of it, just confidence. And, uh, but he's got to work and get to his game. And, and uh, contribute. So we do have some extra guys down there. And, and like I said, Lappy uh, and the staff, they, they got some guys competing every night and whoever's going is going to play. And and, uh, and if you have to miss a few games to get your game going and you got to wait for your opportunity to get back in there. So it's uh, just um, reality. It's not perfect in, in some players' minds, but at the same time, it's, it keeps guys, keeps
0: guys motivated and on their toes. That's for sure. Uh, Zade Wisdom put in a couple games with Redding. Um, yeah. Is back up. Just just got back in, you know, back in the game uh, with the fans. Do you think that ECHL time, besides getting back in, in game conditioning, just just a, just a little bit of a mental reset and and maybe going forward from there? Yeah. No.
2: I I told our coaches down there. You know, we have some extra guys, and sometimes being a young guy, it's easy to to sit a younger guy out. Um, but at the same time, I think from him, I didn't think he was at his best in training camp, even the start of the season down there, and then I thought he really. You know, he's taking strides kind of every every week so uh he was going but with the extra guys we thought just get we can play three games and four nights down there get lots of ice time and and jump startup when he comes back so uh he's a guy that's you know he keeps getting better he's learning lots uh you know he's going to be a big part of that group going forward here and, and part of it's uh, growing into a role and understanding its expectations every night but uh you know you've seen off the ice you've seen the transformation in his body he's really put in the work and time and he uh, now he understands the how hard it is to, to play at the NHL level and even the American League level and and not only uh, you know getting to that point where you can play but maintaining uh, your body and the way you got to eat the way you got to rest and and prepare yourself every day to be a pro uh, is a big thing for a lot of these young players to learn and and he's certainly learned that and, and he's worked hard at it
0: and and really there's there's no way to no, no way to, to get to learn that lesson until you have the you know experience it directly I was thinking where you you you've just signed Ethan Sampson to an entry level contract for Mm -hmm. example you know Ethan will be obviously here next year he's he's clearly a a top offensive defenseman in the Western League Uh, has added has added some strength you know can move the puck but uh would would you think it 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 will take some adjustment time at at the pro level as he you know as he he moves up
2: for sure no Ethan uh you know from the time you know, he came into the Western Hockey League to now. He's come a long ways uh, physically. Obviously, uh, Jason Smith, Gator, coached him in, in Prince George. So we had a little background on him. Uh, but he played a lot as a as a young, young kid uh, prior to us drafting him uh, on a young team and kind of got thrown into the fire there. But uh, he's come a long ways physically to where he is now, but he still has a long ways to go. And... Uh, you know he's uh he's got a little longer path to get to the nhl that's that's just reality but he's a he's a good kid he's he's got some real good offensive tools he's good with the puck and um, you know he's learned to he plays probably too much out there uh, on that team and sometimes you got to pace yourself and manage the game a little bit but um, you can really shoot it and you know he's had some offensive success on that team and you know he's played with lots of confidence so he even got an opportunity to be invited to the hockey canada camp which is didn't make it, but it's a great honor for a kid that wasn't on their radar, uh, you know, a year or two years ago. So, um, you know, pumped his tires and obviously gave him a contract and, you know, he's going to need a big offseason and, you know, next few offseasons realistically. Um, but we'll see where he is in camp next year
0: and, and we'll go from there. Um, now that the World Juniors are in the rearview mirror, um, you know, just, just, the, just the tournament as a whole. Uh, uh, one observation I had is. You know, obviously these kids are incredibly skilled but one thing i one thing i think that was obvious in, in in many of the games um is that you know with whatever leagues they're in they're used to having the puck all the time
1: mm-hmm. and the
0: the the play away from the puck they're not you know that that tends to be that tends to be a little bit behind you know what what they can do when when they're off ice uh, do you think that contributed to kind of how score high scoring some of these games were as they got in the medal round
2: yeah, well, I think, well, if you look historically, some of the, especially the bronze medal games with the bigger nations, they tend to lose focus a little bit, Yeah, um, you know, for Canada, U.S. and a lot of times Sweden, if they're not in the gold medal game, they take their foot off the gas. But yeah, that game was uh was something else. But uh no, the talent levels there, uh, there's a great atmosphere up there uh, between Halifax and Moncton. I thought the crowd support for even, you know, obviously Canada always sells out, but the, crowd support for the, uh, some of the lesser countries was outstanding. And, you know, part of, uh, we were just talking about in meetings today, part, part, fans don't understand some of these, a lot of these European kids have never played in front of more than hundred people, yeah. parents, agents, and brothers and sisters. And, uh, junior hockey doesn't, they don't sell, uh, much over there. So, uh, they come over here and you're playing in front of, you know, 10, 12,000, cra- great, you know, crazy Canadian fans screaming and, Sometimes in support, like they they, take, they always take on a, a lesser team. They took on Austria until they scored a goal and place erupted when they finally scored. And so it's awesome for those kids, but at the same time, it's intimidating uh, when they are playing Canada or, or the U.S. You know, and it, it's it's a big adjustment. And uh, but it's uh, and those markets are, are good hockey markets. and there's a lot of fun, and I think uh, you know, especially those big games, there's a great atmosphere in, the, in that rink, and I, I'm sure it translated
0: on TV as well. I'm, I'll ask you about Gautier in a second, but I'm interested in Zanetti because that's the guy who he just played back in the tournament in August, so we kind of knew what to expect. You know, Switzerland is, they're, they're not one of the medal contenders, so there are going to be certain games where they're going to be a little bit overmatched. You know, he, he's obviously playing in playing the Ontario League, so he's, he's familiar with playing over here. Uh, where, where do you think Brian is at? This is It's coming up on, I guess, two years since his, since his draft
2: yeah no i think he's you know the one thing you can tell he, brian and a couple of the guys that play over north america uh in the chl um you know, they're not intimidated by the playing north america teams or the physical play they they're used to playing it so they uh they, you know, i thought the swiss team hung in there uh, for a while um you know fell short at the end but you know he logged big minutes he defends he's long uh brian's biggest challenge here is is you know he's a tall skinny guy uh you know he's almost no body fat on him, um, but the challenge for him is is being going to be able to put on weight, and get stronger. Um, we drafted him out of Europe, so we have four years uh, with him. Um, you know he's in Peterborough this year, uh, which is which is great. He, he tweaked his sh- uh, shoulder in the final game there, so he should be back here. I think it was a three week injury, so he should be back here within a week or so. But they have a good team in Peterborough. They added some good guys, and they should have a good playoff run, which will be great experience for him um and then the biggest challenge for him is he's going to really have to dial it in and um you know add weight add strength and uh in order to compete at the at the pro level so uh, realistically i think uh you know i think his agents will probably send him back to europe next year to, to play i think it would be the best and rather than force him into the american league and uh, if you're not physically ready it's a it's a hard league and uh, we'll see the path and still come to camp hopefully and um development camp and
0: make sure we keep tabs on him but i think probably europe would be the best alternative for him next year and and with cutter obviously being a top five pick that carries a lot of expectations yeah a lot of weight in the shoulders um looks like he looks like he's gone to bc uh adapting to being a full-time center pretty well um played a played a top top line role in the world juniors um is is he right where you want him to be half the season later yeah, I know I think he, you know, I think his if you've
2: seen him play in, in Boston College, uh I he had a you know bit of a slow start just getting adjusted. I think getting adjusted to the school part of it after talking to him was a biggest uh biggest change. Like they took a lot of especially with the pandemic, last couple of years they took pretty primarily online courses and doing your own thing. So getting into a a class environment and you know, the workload of a school like boston college it was it was an eye-opener for him there so he had to kind of get re-engaged uh, academically and get going so uh, and then adjusting to to new teammates and whatnot so but he's been good i think he's you know at center ice i think you he, he can use his size his speed and obviously he's got the great shot and and that i, I thought you know at times in the world juniors he you know that, that line can get a little they've they played together for a long time so they can get a little too cute and Uh, not always play the right way but they obviously they produce and and uh you know can score i I think i do think there's a whole other level to to cutter uh when he is playing with the chip on his shoulder physical and he's a he's a load to handle and impossible for defensemen at the junior level to handle him when he's when he's using his size speed and and physicality so uh, but no he's learning i think he especially the center position the details and what it all entails to play center not only in college but you know, at the NHL level, and that's, you know, our player development guys, uh, OC and John Riley, and spend a lot of time with them, one on one stuff and, and video, and just, and obviously they have a quality coaching staff there too. So, um, you know, there's no rush. We we want to make sure we, we develop him right, but he's obviously going to be a big part of the
0: Flyers' future. And, and your two BU guys, um, obviously Kaplan's a freshman. Yeah. Um, very, very north, north, south kind of player. He, that, that, that's going to be his identity, but yeah, he's, yeah. 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 Cap, he's a, he's a big,
2: heavy guy. Um, he plays, he likes the physical side of it. Uh, got a little trouble early in the season with penalties and, um, uh, coaching staff, you know, he had to find it a half fine line between being physical, you know, get in scrums and, but, you know, you know, play the game and not take penalties. And, and sometimes you're a bigger guy and you're aggressive and you get flagged, uh, pretty quickly. So, but he's learning, I think he's starting to, you know, storing scoring starting to come um, all along. We knew he was going to be a bit of a longer path just because he's, you know, he, I think he, he has some things to learn, but at the same time his, his physical activity, his compete level is, is uh, the way he plays, you know, translates pretty well to the pro level and, and obviously we're pretty excited about him.
0: Um, there's a decision coming up, you know, on, on Jay O'Brien, um, he's had a ton of injuries at the collegiate level. You know, his, his share of ups and downs. There have been times, like last year, heading towards the bean pot, he was really seemed, seemed to be catching fire, even though he really was playing through injury. Um, you know, had had off season surgery, uh, kind of up and down season so far, at least at least points wise. Um, but but it, you know, I mean, do you feel like you have a you have a good enough picture on Jay at this point to to make assessment just because of all the time that he's missed
1: yeah you
0: know we've we obviously know the player and know the kid and
2: yeah he's he's had a tough go um injury wise over the over the course of his college career you know had a unique path um switching schools and going to bc junior league and whatnot but he you know we'll see how it finishes out we we remain in contact with with his agent and and, uh obviously with cappy there too our player development guys are there a lot and actually We've lots of guys in New England right now with Cutter and, and and Hunter McDonald, Northeastern. So it makes it pretty easy on their, our Devo guys. But, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll obviously remain in contact with them and, and monitor them down the stretch here. We'll make a decision
0: after the season. Um, and uh, just a couple more things here. Uh, going, looking at a couple guys playing in Europe. I mean, Andrea, is captain captain of team Sweden. Everybody knows that he's a you know like like a high character and a, and a skill guy. A guy a guy with some power play upside. You know he's playing on a not very good team, you know, in the league. But it, but it seems that he plays a lot of minutes, and has seemed to have gotten better over the course of the season. Do you think Emil might be in position to come over in a year? Yeah, no, I think so. I think he's uh, met with him over in
2: November. Uh, Yoki and I went and had lunch with him and sat down. and uh, He's the one guy that because of the pandemic and and limited travel, we didn't we didn't have a lot of time to to spend with him, uh, like one-on-one. We did Zoom calls with him and whatnot. But oh, well, he's uh, he's a focused kid, really driven. He's a natural leader, like even for a young player playing at that level uh, on a team like that. He's, everything kind of goes through him, uh, even the the promos and stuff around the rink, a lot of it's pictures of him. Um, so, yeah, he's but he's a mature kid. Uh, he's really focused on, uh, you know, he really wants to get that team in the playoffs there. They're pretty thin though, it'll be a challenge. But uh you know, I think at the end of the season that to, to get all the playing time he does in all the situations and everything, it's you know, it's well it's frustrating. Maybe not winning every night, it's been really good experience for him uh, individually to to play those minutes and at a high level and and play in all situations. And I think maturity wise, just with his compete level, his head for the game and um you know, his ability with the pockets it's gonna translate and he, you know, my guess is he'll probably Look to come over here
0: after the season. Um, one guy who's kind of hard to get a handle on is Tumala. Um You know, he spent part of last season in the American League, w- went back home, um, kind of struggled for ice time in playing in the top finish league this year. You know, there, there, there are a lot of hopes that that uh, that playing on under Ole Okunin might might be a springboard. Uh, he's moved down a level. He's moved, moved to the – uh, Mestis, the the minor league level where he seems to be doing quite well um do you think that's where he needs to be right now and and maybe you know maybe climb one rung at a time and and, and maybe not fast track
2: yeah i know uh like sammy kapanen uh, spends a lot of time with him uh and obviously knows Oli really well in that program so um you know just with this confidence level i saw him in the tournament in november and he just wasn't the same player uh you know as you can tell from his body language and you know, you've seen him play in camp, he, you know, with his speed and his ability to shoot the puck, theres he's a pretty s- simple game, he, you know, with his speed, shot, driving the net, and he's a, built like a tank. So uh, he has to play certain ways to have success. And, you know, he got away with that, got away from that um, and then kind of lost his footing on the team there and got moved down and then he lost his confidence and, and uh, it really took. So I, I think going down a level Getting his confidence back, you know, scoring some goals, feeling good about himself, and at the same time not getting away from the way he needs to play is is, is his focus right now. But playing big minutes and that is is certainly going to help him here. And we just want to make sure he he stays put and get some consistency in his game. And then when he next time he gets back up, hopefully he can grab it and run with it and, and go from there. But uh, yeah, Sammy Kappen has done a good job to to trying to just keep him on him every day, and he's at almost he's at the majority of his games and the ones he's not at he's he watches on video and talks to him almost daily
0: so um yeah we hope to get him going here and, and and you know take a big step next year obviously uh in Russia Fidatov situation as with many other players it, it's fluid and and who knows where that's gonna go and, and how long but but at the same time simultaneously you know Kalasov is really coming along he's he's i guess in already in his third year in the khl he's only 21 years old um you know uh, where where do you think he is in terms of developmental wise uh obviously there's it's hard to answer questions when a player may be available coming over but but is that another nice piece of of goaltending depth in the system yeah no he's uh he's a guy we're really excited
2: about um you know, even at the draft or our russian guy and our european guys and even our goaltending kim dillabo and brady robinson were, were banging the table that for that pick and we we went back and forth between another player and and uh, they were adamant so uh, he's a guy that's really it's unprecedented uh, for his success for such a young goalie at, at that level um, you know he's played for for Minsk, which isn't exactly a powerhouse so they, he gets lots of shots he's you know faces lots of quality scoring chances every game and he's a battler but he's quick he's athletic he's really talented and uh yeah he's had success like he's highly sought off after over there and but he's you know he's really excited about the opportunity to come over to to north america eventually but in the meantime for, for a young goaltender um, he's in a good environment to to improve the khl that's one thing they do well there is produce goaltenders and um you know we have we're in contact with his agent and representation and uh, even his goalie coach our goalie coaches are in touch with so making sure he's you know doing the right things off the ice and uh, but as far as his development it's it's been very exciting and certainly going in a positive direction
0: um we'll, we'll, we'll just uh, wrap up with this uh, we'll go up to the NHL level here and that, that group of, of players 22 23 24 years old even even 25 they they've really you know they, they've really been a big part of why the team is you know, eight eight three and zero oh, in the last eleven games. Um, that you know, last game aside, um, how much how much of the rest of the season? You know, and it's because Torts has said, you know, it's a full season assessment. It's not looking at a couple weeks. Not looking at half a season. It's looking at how they progress, beginning to end, and a level of consistency. Is there a? I don't want to use the word optimism, but but is there a a, a level of you know, thinking hey these guys seem to be a lot of these guys seem to be on the right track and very well could be a, a part of this solution moving forward uh, you know just, just as a group without, without breaking them down individually but but is, has that been one of the really most positive developments of probably over the last couple of months now
2: yeah I know for sure and you know that's in reality it's the one way we're we're going to improve as an, as an organization is for these guys to take the step and I think torts is uh, and the staff have done a great job with them. Um it's not always warm and fuzzy, but at the same time they know where they stand. Um, doesn't matter if they make mistakes, you know, you may get sat down for a period or whatever, but you're you're getting the opportunity next game to, to rebound and get going. And uh you know, I think, you know, and specifically with a guy like Morgan Frost, I think he's you know, he was all over the map early in the season and I think he's he's starting to play with confidence and swagger and and, and do some things. He still obviously has certain nights where he's gotta do things better um uh, but he, he knows he knows what's gonna happen if he if he doesn't uh, do the play the right way or, or doesn't manage to puck the right way, um he's gonna hear about it. But at the same time, I think it's healthy. He has a good relationship with the staff and and he's flourishing. And I think the same with the other guys. I think they you know, we have guys in different roles and and uh guys are you know getting they took their toe in early, but they now they're starting
0: to play and, and have impacts on games, which is which is great to see. Brent, uh, we always appreciate your input, your expertise, and and thank you for taking time out to help us out. No problem, Bill. The preceding program is an original production of the
1: Flyers Broadcast Network. You can find this and other programs available on demand at flyersbroadcastnetwork.com.